Welcome to The Rot Focus, a podcast for rotters, newbies, and veterans, and everyone in between. We're hosted by M.A. Lee with the assistance of Remy Black and Edie Rooms, all from Rotters Inc. Books. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Each episode lasts as long as it takes to fix a quick dinner, grab a short commute, or take a brisk walk. Resources and links are in the show notes. Visit us at therockfocus.blogspot.com. Now, on to this week's episode. Hey, we've reached episode 150. I read this morning that of the hundreds of podcasts started in 2020, when The Rock Focus started, very, very few have continued. And of all podcasts started since 2010, 78% are gone. We're still here. And we thank our listeners for sticking with us through our recovery from the pandemic years and on into last year and now this year. For episode 150, let's have a check-in with the writers who develop content for The Right Focus. We have publications since our last check-in. The audiobook for Enter the Writing Business by Eddie Runes, featured on The Right Focus at the end of last year, is now available on over 45 audiobook distributors, including Audible and Chirp. If you wish a reader-based version, an ebook is available at a variety of online distributors. The paperback is part of a bundle called Inspiration for Writers, the other two books in the bundle are Just Start Writing by M.A. Lee and Write a Book in a Month by Remy Black. The paperback bundle is only on Amazon. My apologies if you don't like Amazon. I have my own particular dislikes for distributors, rather stranger than most folks, so I totally understand. A workbook with the 30 advised instructions on Enter the Writing Business is available for a small charge on Buy Me A Coffee. Links to all of these are in the show notes, so check out our notes. We have news on more new releases. All through November and December, Eddie Runes struggled with the next work in her Wild Sherwood series. The weekend before Christmas, she finally, finally figured out what was wrong. The changes from breaking through that barrier created a stronger short novel. The Hooded Outlaw is available as an ebook from online distributors everywhere Kobo and Barnes and Noble and Smashwords and Amazon and more and more. A print version will become available when the accompanying stories for Will Scarlet, Much the Miller's Son, and Little John are written. Remy Black is working on Storm of Spells, the second in her Spells of Water trilogy. Of fantasy novellas. By March, I, M.A. Lee, will begin publishing short stories featuring the artist Isabella Newcomb. Amber Dreams is the first of five short stories to be collected in the Into Death short story collection. March is just one week away, believe it or not. Look for the Into Death short story collection at online distributors everywhere. The paperback will be available at Amazon. As for the right focus itself, we continue our Discovering Characters series. We've reached a detailed look at Jung's 16 character archetypes. 
In this episode, we examine the first four. So, on to our episode. Four types of leaders. Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta. While every one of Jung's character archetypes can function as the hero or the protagonist, most stories will focus on only a handful as having leadership potential. Something in us looks for the central lead to be taken by the warrior or the rebel or the seeker. Others are drawn to the ruler or protector or sage. Leaders want to lead, right? Not always. Jung called the obvious leader the ruler, so we'll begin with that. Alpha, ruler or tyrant. The ruler is the natural leader. In the best form, the ruler is the alpha who leads through encouragement, example, and explanation. The alpha helps people understand their jobs, the goal, and the reason for the goal. The alpha sets a long-term goal and inspires others to reach for it past the short-term needs that might distract from the long-term. The negative side of the alpha is the tyrant or the alpha dog who is dominant, seeks to control any situation, and is rigid in seeking order from chaos. The tyrant drives through intimidation, manipulation, and outright pain, emotional, physical, and intellectual, in order to control others. You've read alpha dog characters. They bully other characters. Their way is the only way. They are desperate to have what they want, no matter the cost to others. They get drunk on the power of leadership. That truly does not make them leaders. Alphas lead. They listen to questions and address the problems. They are willing to hear solutions other than their own. Alphas create teams that have long-term loyalty to their leader. It is simple to write the alpha dog. It's the alphas we remember. In Lord of the Rings, Aragorn is the ruler alpha, although he does not truly take on that archetypal persona until the two towers. Boromir is an excellent example of the tyrant or alpha dog. Aragorn keeps the peace between the rival elf and dwarf. He keeps everyone focused on the goal. He understands, however, when the goal needs to change, and he cleverly modifies it to keep people moving forward. The best example of his leadership comes when Gimli does not want him to release the doomed dead. Keep them enslaved, the dwarf urges. While Aragorn sees their potential, he adheres to two important self-rules. One, don't become a master of slaves. That way will turn him into the evil he worked so hard to defeat. Two, keep your word, no matter the cost to yourself. An alpha dog would ignore both of those lessons. In The Walking Dead, the ruler is the character Shane, best friend of the protagonist Rick. Shane is willing to be subservient to Rick because he's strongly attracted to Rick's wife. Therefore, he subsumes his ruler traits to assist Rick. You can see him biting back his disagreement and following Rick's plan even when he disagrees with that plan. Beta is the seeker of which the negative side is the sycophant. The beta seeker is the natural fulfiller of the alpha's goal. Betas need no guidance to achieve the goal. 
They will let a true ruler lead the group while they step back and run side missions. Jung's seeker archetype has three basic traits. Independent, searching for what is better, and not needing support from others, but often receiving it when the goal is inspirational. The beta seeker archetype is willing but not content to follow a good alpha. He will lead a mutiny against an alpha dog, the tyrannical ruler. Mutiny will only occur if the danger to the group outweighs the long-term goal. The beta seeker will accept personal sacrifice for the good of others. The negative form of the beta seeker is the sycophantic yes man. A yes man assists any ruler or leader only for personal gain. As soon as any potential gain is lost, the sycophant will revolt. Yes men also do not think of the end goal. They only seek immediate short-term gains. The yes man is not an ally character. An ally has the same goals as the leader of the group. If you wish to have a leading character with angst, choose the beta seeker. This character doesn't thrive in leadership roles unless no other leader is practicable. Many British heroes in historical dramas and rom-coms are betas rather than alphas. Dan Stevens as Edward Ferrers in the 2008 miniseries Sense and Sensibility is an excellent example of a beta seeker who leads. He cannot be forced into a role. He will choose duty and responsibility over personal happiness. When leadership and responsibility fall in with his personal desires, then you have a truly happy man. Colin Firth, playing Darcy in Pride and Prejudice, is another example of a British beta hero. In The Walking Dead, the protagonist Rick is a beta. Much of his angst occurs because he recognizes his friend Shane is a better leader, but Shane won't step up. Shane won't risk alienating Rick, or Lori, Rick's wife. He intuitively understands that Rick will mutiny if he thinks Shane is leading the survivors astray and his desire for Lori forces him to remain close. Rick's additional angst relates to the Jungian seeker's attempt to find the perfect solution, and the Walking Dead writers have placed Rick in a situation that has no perfect solution. Third type of usual leader is the Gamma, or destroyer character. Gamma heroes do not seek leadership in a team. While having strong leadership potential, they refuse to step into the position. This refusal of leadership does not prevent Gammas from undermining any leader. They may delight in causing a bad leader to fail. Unless something else drives their loyalty, the Gammas will walk away from a tyrant or an alpha dog, and they will not look back. Jung's destroyer or rebel archetype is necessary in any society. Without this person, society will fall into complacency and stagnation. Gamma destroyers force any leader to remain forward-thinking since they represent a force for change. This archetype helps others accept that change and propels it into occurring. The gamma destroyer works outside the group as a tendential lone leader. He also, or she also, analyzes and questions the direction of the team as well as the leader's plans. The negative form of this archetype is the nihilist, who cares for nothing and may even delight in the nothingness. 
nihilists pursue any change, including the necessary one and any others that capture their attention, without considering the consequences to the team. The nihilist may pursue change merely to cause change, not to bring about improvement. And the nihilist works in such isolation that he can be self-destructive. In Walking Dead, Daryl is the Gamma Destroyer. He can lead, but he won't. When he was a little boy, he may have had any leadership tendencies beaten out of him by his violent older brother, Merle. In the first season, he remains loyal to Merle, but the audience can see him inwardly questioning his brother's plans. Only blood loyalty restrains him. For such a Gamma Destroyer, only belief in the Alpha Ruler and strong ties like blood or love will keep him within any social structure. When the leader is a beta rather than an alpha, the gamma will have more angst about his decisions in relation to the group. Indiana Jones is often called a beta seeker archetype simply because he is an explorer. Yet think about his actions in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is he a beta seeker or is he a gamma destroyer refusing to follow the path forged by the leader off on his own adventure enjoying beating the alpha dog Nazis. Finally, we have the Delta, our protector caregiver. The Delta protector is the leader who unifies the community. Ruled by compassion for all, the Delta protector is a necessary member of any social structure. Looking through other people's eyes is necessary when planning for the future of any society. Yet this archetype can be stymied by that very compassion. Compassion may create an inability to take the necessary merciless steps to root out weeds. Weeds take nourishment from the beneficial plants. Eventually, society's weeds can choke out the fruits and vegetables that we need to survive. Delta heroes with great plans often can get nothing done when their seconds in command are gamma destroyers who have no loyalty to them. Society will replace the Delta with a dogmatic alpha dog or ruler. They want someone who can accomplish goals. Then society will protest the lack of compassion displayed by the elected tyrant alpha. In the caregiver role of Delta protector, the person must constantly ask if evil is flourishing because of kindness and compassion, which trump the rooting out of any evil. This is the very question that needed to be asked by Elder Walker in The Village, a film by M. Night Shyamalan. Elder Walker was played by William Hurt in an understated performance that showed his compassion and his difficulty with being in the leadership role. Elder Walker's angst is clear. He struggles with personal desires that are in conflict with his honor and his position. The positive form of the Delta has great plans that will benefit many in society. Delta will sacrifice personal desires and needs to fulfill their leadership role, and the Delta must find a way to temper idealistic compassion with ruthless practicality. This is Oscar Schindler in the eponymous film, as well as Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird. These people are motivated by generosity and unselfishness. Community is the caregiving Delta's primary thought. This is often to his detriment. He will sacrifice himself to the group. 
The negative form of the delta is often characterized as wuss, someone who cannot stand firm when questions and conflict arise, but rather skates around to please everyone. The wuss may fall prey to a martyr complex and become so caught up in plans that he or she ignores the steps necessary to fulfill those plans. In Walking Dead, R.V. Owning Dale represents the Delta leader. As humanity struggles, Dale constantly works to keep the survivors humane. He truly wanted to protect the group, yet at one point he argued to save someone who had been bitten rather than executed them before they mutated and became a danger. The proof was more evident that the young man would be detrimental to the group's survival, yet still, Dale argued. Finally, although the Delta Protector will not seek out a leadership position, if the leadership is detrimental to the community, this archetype will lead a mutiny. While the Beta Seeker is focused on the goal, the Delta Protector is focused on the community. The Right Focus is currently in the series all about characters, from building and presenting a character to relationships, leadership styles, team roles, and special touches for characters. Avoid creating characters who are stereotypes. Reveal their public and private interiors. Focus on couples, mentors, enemies, and much, much more. The information comes from M.A. Lee's guidebook, Discovering Characters, part of the Discovering series on the writing craft. Link to the guidebooks are in the show notes. Thanks for listening to The Right Focus, a podcast for writers at all levels, hosted by M.A. Lee from Writers, Inc. Books, assisted by Remy Black and Edie Runes. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Music is licensed through Audio Jungle called Background Music Loop. Its creator is Alexander Polishchuk, known on Audio Jungle as Plastic 3. The music comes in different iterations. Show notes and resource links for this and other episodes can be found at therightfocus.blogspot.com. Write to us at winkbooks at aol.com when you have questions, comments, and speculations. We will try to answer you as quickly as possible. By the way, we will not mind your email address. That's rude. If you find value in our content, share with your writing friends or write a review. We're small beans here without the advertising budget of the big peeps, and you can make a difference. And whatever occurs, right on.